0: Yes, that's right i'm doing this on video now hope you don't mind that uh, those of you who are checking me out on youtube uh i do sincerely hope that you're having a wonderful day uh having an even better weekend hopefully and you're all doing well and staying safe and healthy during the crazy pandemic that's going on all over the world now uh, and as always make sure to subscribe to the Size podcast on right here youtube spotify google podcast Castbox, radio public breaker uh, wherever you can find the Manitized Podcast. And follow me on Twitter at IamFontitude for any and all podcast information going forward. And this episode, as you can already tell by the thumbnail and from the name of the podcast, is all about Wrestlemania 36. That's right. Wrestlemania 36 that will be happening well, pre-taped uh, from the Performance Center this Saturday, tomorrow the April the 4th, and Sunday April the 5th. Now... Thankfully, I have not seen any spoilers for the show. Not sure if there's any out because I actively do not go. I actively, or should I rather say, I actively go out of my way to avoid spoilers. Ah, that's a mouthful. And I'm not editing that out. I'm not going to edit that out. I don't care. Uh, I'm going. I actively avoid spoilers. So if there are any spoilers for WrestleMania 36, I don't know them. I don't care. I'm doing this podcast to share my predictions for the matches as they stand right now and starting it off we have Aleister Black versus Bobby Lashley a match that has no story behind it at all but it's happening anyways which obviously after watching some of the past WrestleManias over the over the last few days was watching Wrestlemania 1 obviously earlier this week to so have my classic wrestling review that i uploaded on the 31st i was also watching Wrestlemania 2 and was watching Wrestlemania 11 that featured a lot of matches that don't have a story and honestly, I don't mind it so much when there's no story behind the matches. Sometimes, sometimes a match, sometimes just do matches to have matches. I don't mind that. I know some people they'd rather there be a story go- going into it, but don't necessarily need a story to have a good match. You know, a good match is a good match. You know, the story. Some well, sometimes the best story is just the match itself. You know, but you know, I am a fan of Aleister Black as everybody... Who listens to this podcast already knows or follows me on social media already knows. And uh, I, am, I am a fan of Bobby Lashley. I know not a lot of people are, but I am a fan of him. I was a fan of him in his first run with WWE back when he debuted in 2005. And then I was a fan of his uh, TNA run when he was uh, like a, when he, I think it was in 2016, when he was world champion and uh, global champion. Uh, T- X- the X Division champion, and like he was basically like, on a quest to win all the championships and hold them all at once, and he was almost there because I think he held the world, uh, television, X uh, exhibition and uh, the glo- the global belt, uh, yeah, all at the same time. So that was fun, and um, and you know, even though he's he hasn't had the best run since he came back in 2018. But he's, he's had a few good matches. He's, he's he's not bad. I mean, the the thing he had with Braun Strowman last year, where they went through the set and Corey Grace shouted, Holy shit, on live television, that was pretty cool. Um, so, Allison Black versus Bobby Lashley should be a fairly good match. Um, not really sure if it's going to lead to anything else or if it's just going to be a one off. Like I said, just a, a match to have a match, which, again, I like those. You know, one of my favorite you know matches that have for just for the sake of matches was uh, SummerSlam 1995 1 2 3 Cage versus Hakushi. that's a very good match recommend anybody check it that hasn't checked that out yet to do so uh, but i predict that Alistair black is going to be victorious in this match and moving on we have another match that has us that does have a pretty lengthy story that kind of off and on for since last year, uh, Elias versus King Corbin, and yeah, it's, don't really expect much out of this match. And also, I'm recording this on April first, so anything that happens on SmackDown this Friday, oh well, because <laughs> um, I know on last week's SmackDown, Cor- King Corbin he hit Elias with his his little staff thing, and he very dramatically fell off of the platform and where they act like he died, so uh, whatever the follow-up is going to be to that, I don't know. And I don't really care, so if the match still happened, I don't know. Uh, but as of right now, like I said, I'm recording this April 1st, so as it stands, Elias versus King Corbin is still in the cards, and <clears throat> excuse me, uh, let me drink my water. Anyways, uh, I mean, it. W- I I think it would be a pretty good match. I mean, Elias he's pretty good. He's he's more of the showman than an athlete, and Corbin he's kind of both. I mean, he he was a legitimate athlete. He did play he did play in the NFL, and um, and he does a very good job as being the annoying piece of ch- chicken shit heel that the fans hate, you know, which is very, very hard to do these days with you know with the advent of social media as the way it is, and but you know for this one because i feel like this is a, a story that they're gonna try to continue for a little bit i predict king corbin coming out victorious in this particular match and moving on to the first of the championship matches featured on here we have the raw tag team championship the champions the street prophets defending against angel garza and austin theory it was originally going to be andrade and angel garza but he wasn't clear to wrestle in time for this match so Austin Theory is his replacement and it's officially been confirmed because it's on WWE.com as well that Austin Theory is the replacement for Andrade. Now that intrigues me because this is his first exposure to the main roster you know even though they don't really call it a main roster anymore but they still do but you know what I mean um, and when it was Andrade and in, in Garza I was thinking all right, maybe that they're gonna be Garza and and him were gonna win the tag team championships, and it was gonna be a very fun and fast-paced exciting match. Uh, And I still think it'll be a fun, fast-paced, exciting match. Just now that Austin Theory is in there, my original prediction of them winning the titles mm, no longer there. So as of right now, I'm predicting for the Street Profits to retain the championships and But you know, I'm hopeful that this will be a good a very very good match because All four of them are great you know Montez Ford and uh, Angela Dawkins they're a great team and you know I was a little wasn't really into them in the beginning but I I came around to them uh, especially after the tag team ladder match at takeover last year where they won the the NXT tag titles and uh, Angel Garza is just the the total package you know to steal a term from Lex Luger Uh, has he's talented in the ring has great personalities, charismatic as hell, you know. And has a great look, so you know. When I was talking to my brother about it last week, Angel Garza, he he's gonna be a, a he's gonna be a star, and he's you know, he's star a little bit already. But you know, just he just needs that that, that little that little something to you know push him straight up. You know what I mean? No. But yeah, and Austin Theory, he's a great as well. He had. Uh, was he had the North American Championship match against Roderick Strong, at, at one of the NXT shows back in December, so, you know, he's gonna, you know, be a shining star in this match for sure. So, but yeah, as of right now, Street Profits to retain, and then next up we have the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, champions Miz and John Morrison versus the New Day versus the Usos in a triple threat ladder match, and. I did read on one of my WrestleMania, one of my many, many WrestleMania videos that I did for the last couple of weeks that Miz uh, had been sick and pulled out of WrestleMania. <laughs> Pull out, anyways. Um, yeah. So I don't know for sure what happened exactly with the match. If it's still gonna happen, or if it still happened, or if they're gonna, you know, modify it where it's, you know, one person from each team. As a triple threat ladder match for the tag team titles, I don't know, not really sure. But uh, either way, whether the match happens, you know, as is with the three teams or one person from each team in the ladder match, gonna be fun either way. You know, that's just my opinion or my prediction at least. Uh, but either way, whether it's all three teams or just one person from each team, I predict Miz and Morrison to retain the titles because, I mean even before all this quarantine virus bullshit happened there wasn't really much going on with any of the teams on SmackDown anyway so it is what it is. Uh, Next up we have the Women's Tag Team Championship the Kabuki Warriors versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross and before I talk about the that I just have to say I love the Kabuki Warriors they are just so wonderful so entertaining and just such a highlight Of the night for me all the time especially Asuka when she was doing commentary on Raw last week uh was hilarious and then she got on the headset again this week and that was awesome uh and if and if you're not following her youtube channel if you're not subscribed to her youtube channel please do so it is it is fun she is so fun and entertaining so lovable and I will put the link to her channel in the description because she is just so wonderful she really is and and, and I am a fan of all four women. I love Oscar. I love Kairi Sane, I love Alexa Bliss, I love Nikki Cross. I uh, especially love Alexa Bliss, which again, if you follow me on my social media you already know that. But um, this will be a fun and exciting match as well. Because, I mean, again, all four of them are talented and they've had their matches already in the past. Uh, in fact, Kabuki Wars defeated Bliss and Cross to win the titles in, in the first place. I believe it was at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, my, my my memory's not the greatest lately, so I don't know. But yeah, it'll be a fun and exciting match. A lot of fun spots for sure that I, that I can expect from the four women. Especially after the fu- the cute little exchange with Bliss and Asuka on SmackDown last week. Where it was just, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, since... I think I'm guessing they're gonna probably want to wait until they can have fans in the in attendance again to you know get some good shit going. I predict that the Kabuki Warriors will retain their tag team championships for WrestleMania. I'm um, really curious, also, about which matches are happening which day. You know, one of my friends told me that they'd already put it out there, but I've been looking and can't find it. Anyways, uh, next matchup we have is the SmackDown Women's championship the fatal five-way elimination match champion bailey defending against sasha banks Lacey evans naomi tamina now and i am a little disappointed that dana brooke isn't going to be in this match but she's currently quarantined right now as well so that sucks and because i was really hoping that this would have been her finally her chance to in the spotlight she would have finally gotten a championship uh but you know her time will come eventually. Uh, and speaking of, she, there's a very good uh, uh, article in the current issue of Pro Wrestling Illustrated where they talk about Dana Brooke. That you know, I think everybody should check out. It's really good. In fact, let me get the magazine right here. See this one? Just like We have to look for this one with the wrestler of the decade, AJ Styles, on the cover. Just mm, flip a few pages to get to that article. Uh, Uh, yeah right here yeah that's the the article and it's very well written and very informative article and i recommend that to anyone but yeah uh the match itself bailey uh, and I, this is another match where i am a fan of all the women involved uh i love bailey i really love bailey uh, love sasha I love lacey evans she's you know even though i've said that she's still fairly green she's improved a lot in recent months um, Naomi, I'm a fan of hers as well. I love Tamina as well, um, and it's just I'm really sure exactly what to expect from this match. You know what I mean? I mean, just because it just feels like, look, with Bailey, they haven't it's like it's like they haven't really paid attention to her as champion. You know? I mean, and I know they actually kind of made a point of that with the Survivor Series triple threat match that they had with Bailey and uh, Shayna Baszler and Becky. That, yeah, just even after that, it feels like she is still somewhat of an afterthought in the women's division, and that's not fair, uh, because she is a great wrestler, one of the best. I mean, her and Sasha Banks had the math- match of the year in twenty fifteen, um. But with the way the story's been building, where Bailey just finds herself to be feels herself that she is superior to everybody, in the women's division on SmackDown, and beating everybody left and right, and they're teasing the dissension between. Sasha and Bailey uh, and actually ha- I actually have two predictions for the way this match might go either Lacey Evans is gonna win because they've been really building her up over the last few months or Sasha banks is gonna win um, and that's what's gonna set build up really build up the uh, the breakup and split of Bailey and Sasha uh, either way I'll be happy because I love both um, although part of me is kind of hoping that Lacey Evans wins yeah uh, the next matchup that we have, it was actually made official last week on SmackDown, it's Sami Zayn defending the Intercontinental Championship against Daniel Bryan. Now, this is a match that uh, one of my friends that I was speaking with earlier this week has the potential to be the match of WrestleMania, the best match of WrestleMania. Uh, because we know both men are phenomenal athletes. and I mean, Daniel Bryan, he's had so many great Match of the Year candidates over the years. Sammy Zayn, he's had some phenomenal matches, uh, you know, from Ring of Honor and Dragon Gate and WWE NXT. Uh, so this match has so much potential to be a show stealer either night that it's on. Um, and I'm a fan of both men for sure. Yes, I say it all the time. Ever since I first got exposed to Ring of Honor over a decade ago and got to watch them live on a, at a few shows, you know, I, I was hooked for life. I became a fan instantly of both men, and you know, especially after reading Daniel Bryan's biography, which I highly recommend that to anyone who has never read it, or just you know, if you're if you just if you love wrestling biographies as much as I do, I highly recommend that one. Although Bret Hart is still my favorite, which not only should check out, but the way the storyline's been building up with uh between Sami Zayn and. Daniel Bryan and then involving Drew Gulag now as well, that I feel like Drew Gulak somehow is going to get involved in the results of the match that's going to uh, cost Bryan you know, the victory and that Sami Zayn will retain. Uh, it'll be either that Gulak does it by accident or that Gulak will align himself with Sami Zayn and his crew, um, which honestly either way I'm fine because... You know, I loved that match with Gulak and Daniel Bryan at the Chamber pay-per-view. That was a, you know, awesome match, an awesome, awesome, awesome match. I love this so much. Yeah, you know, I just hope he doesn't break Bryan's neck with another, you know, German suplex like he did on that one. But um, yeah, I'm excited for this match. It's gonna be awesome. Has so much potential to be a, to be a show stealer. But my prediction is Sami Zayn to retain the Intercontinental Championship. And then moving on to the other match that was made official on SmackDown last week. Otis versus Dolph Ziggler, a storyline that has been building up for so many months. A story that developed organically, that doesn't happen enough in WWE these days. That it all stemmed from just, you know, Otis posting stuff about Mandy Rose on his Twitter and Instagram, just you know, as like, you know, being funny as a joke. And then it made its way to T V and organically bloomed into what it is right now, with Dolph Ziggler being you know, the great chicken shit heel that he is, stealing Mandy Rose from Otis. And you know this and you know, this, this is one of the this is one of the few like 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 organically developed storylines that fans are so heavily invested in that we are ready to see Otis just go completely apeshit on Dolph Ziggler and it's gonna be awesome. And He's finally gonna have that chance to go one on one with him at WrestleMania, and uh, and as and I feel like they're still teasing all the little elements that I keep talking about in this story, like with Ziggler and so- Sonya talking on SmackDown. I think it was last week uh, that they were talking backstage, and it's like you it's like it's like you if you paid attention to what they were talking about, it's like you you can hear it's like you like you know that they were plotting this whole thing the entire time, and it's like. Yeah, that conversation you you heard you heard a little bit of that in there, or at least I felt that, and and I'm hoping that that's what's going to be the big payoff to the you know that Mandy Rose finds out that Sonia was you know manip- manipulating this the whole time and 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 if she'll align herself with Otis and uh, but because this I feel like this is another story that's going to extend a few more months to get a couple more matches out of them. Uh, so, and but I'm and I'm hoping that this is going to be another potential show stealer kind of match, uh, because the storyline that's been that's built that built up to it is such a great one in my opinion, and again one that fans are legitimately invested in. But I think Dolph Ziggler is going to become a victorious for this match, and that will get at least one or two more matches out of the story. Uh, either way, I'm fine with that. And then next up we have. Another match that's made official last week—it's Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. A story that's been building up since December of last year. Um, actually, well, technically since November because it was right after Survivor Series where Seth Rollins was shitting on the entire Raw roster for failing on the pay-per-view. And um, Kevin Owens was the one that just had enough of his shit and just, you know, went after him. And um. But like this, this is, and I've talked about it on other podcasts. That I'm just tired of this story because it's been building up for so many months and had so many tag matches with these two, and it's just like it's gotten to the point where I don't care as much anymore because it's like it's so, so over saturation and overexposure In my opinion, it's my opinion. I don't know. If, I'm sure. I know there will be others who disagree, but it's just my opinion. And that said, I do think it will still be a very very good match um, and I'm not sure which way they're gonna try to go with the story like if, cause I'm sure they' that you know they're gonna be involved with a uh, AOP and Buddy Murphy is gonna be able, sorry, he's just Murphy now there's no buddy uh, And then because uh, Kevin Owens has a line has, has his alignment with the Viking Raiders and Street profits, and I think Ricochet as well that they'll be involved in it somehow as well, uh, but either way, whatever whether those teams are involved or not, my prediction is Kevin Owens is to come out victorious in this particular match, and then leading to another match somewhere down the line, if they do another pay per view after this, I don't know, uh, but that's my prediction for that match. And then moving on to the next one that was with the storyline that surprisingly been very interesting. Uh, it's the Undertaker versus AJ Styles in a Boneyard match, whatever the fuck that is. Um, yeah, like I said, this story line has surprisingly been very good, and, you know, to me at least. I mean, the promos have been great. I mean, especially Undertaker's promo on Raw this week, you know, where he just, you know, just, he wasn't just, you know, Undertaker, he was like Mark Calloway, you know, ish. Uh, you know, he was just, he was just himself. Um, you know? And I know some people, they're not really fans of, you know, the whole bringing in the real life stuff in there. You know, AJ calling Undertaker Mark Calloway, talking about his wife Michelle. And Undertaker calling AJ Allen Jones. And, yeah. I I get that. I understand that. But I don't mind it so much because I like when there's that little element of realism in the stories. Because, you know, it's fun. I enjoy it. I enjoy reality in my wrestling storylines sometimes. And you know, I mean, again, whatever the fuck a boneyard match is, I don't know. But, you know the way the promos that these two have been giving over the last three f- almost four weeks have intrigued me in this so much and I actually am excited to see how this match goes. And but yeah, like, like but yeah, going back to Undertaker's promo on Rolls, him, even though he was speaking as himself, he was still using his Undertaker voice. That it was just funny hearing him say Michelle McCool in his Undertaker voice, Michelle McCool. <laughs> it just sounded so funny to me. But um, yeah. I mean, I'm not expecting too much out of this match. You know, obviously since it is a Boneyard match again, whatever the fuck that is. You know, the Gallows and Anderson will be involved, obviously. You know, but I feel like you know because of you know Boneyard match, I'm assuming it's some kind of no DQ weapons match. Uh, so it should be mm, fairly fun and entertaining match uh you know hopefully they're not gonna go too crazy to I me mean, because again Undertaker is you know up there in age and it's had a lot of injuries so you know you want to keep him healthy you want to keep him alive um but I'm predicting the Undertaker to come out victorious in this match now whether or not this is going to be a, a one-time occasion between the two of them or if WWE going to tr- want to get one more Match out of them after this, we'll just have to wait and see. And then the next up, we have a a rematch from WrestleMania Thirty. It is John Cena versus the Fiend Bray Wyatt in what is apparently going to be a Firefly Funhouse match. No idea what that is either. Yeah, because they didn't exactly explain the concept of it. I'm guessing they'll do so on SmackDown, but as of right now, we have no we have no real concept of what the match is going to be. However. The matches that they previously had back in 2014 when when he was when bray wyatt was you know followed the buzzer to bray wyatt and, um those were pretty good like the match the match they had at wrestlemania was good the cage match they had at extreme rules was good uh and the th- the match they had after that i don't, don't remember that match but that what the stipulation was for that one that one was a good match though um it was at the payback pay-per-view i think right anyways uh so and plus john cena has had a lot of great matches in his career you know especially at wrestlemania he's had a lot of great wrestlemania matches i mean the matches he had with uh, triple h was great Shawn michaels uh, the triple threat at 20 WrestleMania 24 with orange triple h was great uh orange and big show was great the match with batista was very good um hell even the match the match with Miz was very good his matches with the rock were pretty good i mean the one at 28 was better than 29 that's just my opinion um uh yeah yeah, and the match he had with Rusev at 31 was also good. Um, so I'm expecting, you know, some good shit out of this match uh, because you know JBL, you know, coined the term "Big Match John" because John, so, you know, when he's in those big match situations, he delivers always. Um, and yeah, you know, and Bray Wyatt, he has he has not had a victory at WrestleMania yet. Uh, I mean, he lost against Cena in his first WrestleMania match, lost to The Undertaker, Um, uh, got beat up by Rock and Cena at WrestleMania 32, WrestleMania 33 he lost the WWE title to Randy Orton, and at 34 he assisted Matt Hardy in winning the RJ the Giant Battle Royal, was not at WrestleMania last year, Uh, so I am predicting that this will be the year that bray wyatt wins at wrestlemania finally uh, that's my prediction the fiend bray wyatt will come out on top at wrestlemania because you know since cena we all know that cena is you know on, pretty much on his way out as far as his wrestling career because he's he's not full-time anymore and that's fine you know he's he's enjoying his hollywood career he has the fast and furious nine that's supposed to come out next year now and he's he's in the, the, the james Gunn's the suicide squad that's coming out next year as well and he's had a few other movies. Uh, he was in the Bumblebee movie. Uh, he's had that that Fire and Rescue, whatever the fuck movie. Um, he's been doing a lot of voiceover work. He, he's 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 a busy guy now. So, um, and that, the movie he did with Jackie Chan, I think, is supposed to be still still planning to come out later this year as well. Um, I don't know. Um, so, and I figure, you know, the tradition when. Wrestler is on his, you know, on his way out, aka retiring soon, they, you know, they say they go out on your back. And I feel like that's what John Cena is wanting to do here, you know, whether or not this is his final match, I don't, I don't know for sure, probably not. So I say Bray Wyatt will come out victorious here, and then John Cena will return again somewhere down the line for something else. And then the next matchup that we have on here is the returning edge taking on Randy Orton in a last-man-standing match, another match that I believe has the potential to be a show-stealer. Uh, because the way this storyline has been building up for the last two months is, you know, as they say, at a fever pitch. And as I've been saying in previous podcasts, talking about this storyline, I want this to be a bloody, kit, no, 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 nothing held back, try to kill each other, until, you know, like I said, beat the shit until they're dead kind of match. Um, and since it is a Last Man Sandy match, then, that implies that we will get that kind of match. But, again, since it is PG, you know, there's only so much that they can do. But, because it is Wrestlemania, they'll probably be a little more lenient on their bru- the level of brutality that they can go for. you know, and, and But, you know, then again with the Coronavirus stuff, they're probably not gonna be a bloody it's probably not gonna be a bloody match. You're gonna try to control that. Um, but especially with this being Edge's first one on one match since coming back at the Royal Rumble this year It would be it, it it wouldn't it would there would be no other way for this match to go except for Edge to win. Because they've built this up. So in that the only way you can end is with him winning this match. Now, uh, whether or not they could have another match afterwards We'll have to wait and see, but I'm predicting that he is going to be victorious in this match. Now, <sighs> sorry about that. I got cut off somehow. I don't know how that happened, but anyways, uh, yeah. Where was I? Yes, uh, Edge to win against his match in his match against Randy Orton. Now, I'm wondering what's going to happen with Edge going forward. So I don't know if this is going to be a one-on. This is going to be a one-time-only match with him and Randy Orton, or if they want to. Get at least one more. I don't know. It's really hard for me to say at this point. But um, As far as what is going to happen with Edge afterwards. Because uh, he he, I think it's like a 3 or 4 year deal. Where it's like X amount of dates that he has per year. Uh, I, mean, I mean. Everyone keeps saying that he's probably going to have a thing with Seth Rollins. Because they did kind of tease that at the World 1. also something with him and AJ Styles. So those are two feuds that I would. Actually, really like to see uh, going forward. Uh, And then the next matchup that we have is the Raw Women's Championship, Shayna Baszler against the champion Becky Lynch. Now, as far as uh, well, I mean, with this storyline that's been building up since Survivor Series, with the triple threat Women's Champions versus Champion versus Champion match that they had uh, with Becky and Shayna and. And Bailey, sorry, I gotta take a drink. <sighs> yeah. <coughs> um, no, I don't have the virus. Trust me. <laughs> um, but the way they've been building up the story, like, there's so many ways that this can go because there's, uh, they have the this, this story that's already been built in there since Survivor Series, uh, with Shayna becoming victorious in this match, and Becky Lynch. Attacking her afterwards because that's probably what she does now, but and uh, But there's also the elements of you know that Becky Lynch is part of the WWE's four horse women and Shanna Baszler is part of the UFC four horse women, so It's just you know like another little breadcrumb in the potential for that match happening at some point which I mean fans been begging for it for years whether or not it's gonna actually happen anytime soon I don't know it all depends on if Ronda Rousey is going to come back to WWE which eventually she will she's expressed that a few times you yeah, know but right now she's content with her video game streaming stuff that she's apparently doing and um, working on her farm that she has and uh you know, but you know that's an element that's part of this story because Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey are real life friends and Becky Lynch is the only person to have defeated Ronda Rousey in her WWE career, so there's those two elements in this story that play off of each other, and you know Becky wanting to prove herself once again, you know having defeated Ronda last year and having finally defeated Asuka this year at the Royal Rumble, and then the rematch on Raw, and then Shayna after having the dominant victory at the Elimination Chamber match where she. Is became the only person in the history of the elimination chamber match to eliminate every participant involved. You know she has a lot to live up to because they built her up as this dominant monster that is not to be fucked with, and and you know, they've done a very good job of that. And you know, this match, it's, it's we already we already know what's going to be a great match. We already know that. You know who who's who's kidding, um, but. And there's also, there are also those rumors of Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins that they're gonna take time off after WrestleMania I and mean, probably, you know, so they can get married because they are engaged and, uh, sorry, this peripheral keep messing with me. I feel like I have something on my face. Anyways, um, uh, so the obvious solution would be to have Shayna Baszler win the Raw Women's Championship and and that is my prediction that she's going to win the world women's championship but it's not just because of the rumors of becky lynch taking time off it's also because i feel like you know they want to get at least one or two more matches out of this story because um, this is their first time going one-on-one with each other so i feel like they want to have at least one or two more matches to either solidify becky lynch as you know the badass that she is as, as the man or if they want to you know, put the stamp on Shayna Baszler as being that dominant, you know, don't want to fuck with, you know, woman in WWE. Yeah. Either way, I'm predicting Shayna Baszler to walk out of WrestleMania, the new Raw Women's Championship. And then, the next Women's Championship match that we have on here, it is the NXT Women's Championship. Rhea Ripley defending against Charlotte Flair. And this is another match that I feel has the potential to be a show-stealer match, because, you know, as anyone who already knows, I am a big fan of Charlotte Flair. She is my favorite woman in WWE, and she's, uh, you know, a lot of fans, don't like how she's always in the championship picture, but you gotta face it, she is essentially the gold standard of the women's division in WWE. She, she's, you know, former NXT champion, Divas champion, Raw Women's Champion, SmackDown Women's Champion, the only woman in WWE history to have all, held all four of those championships. Yeah, but then also at the same time, Rhea Ripley... Has become the gold standard for the women's division for NXT uh, in recent months, having a dominant showing at War Games last year, and then the next night on a Survivor Series with the for the with the Raw SmackDown NXT matches, and then her match that she had with Shayna Baszler, where she won the championship, was great as well. Uh, great match with Tony Storm at Worlds Collide. Great match with Bianca Belair at Takeover Portland. So you know she's she's proven herself to be a worthy you know, contender you know but she has that pressure on her for being the first NXT championship to be defended at, at WrestleMania so you know the pressure is on for her she has to deliver on that and you know, Charlotte Ferrer like I said she's just basically the gold standard of women's wrestling in WWE right now so you know she's already had a lot of great matches at WrestleMania I mean WrestleMania 32 with Becky and Sasha uh, against Asuka two years ago, the triple threat with Becky and Ronda last year, so you know this is obviously going to be a great match. It's going to be a great and exciting match because it's, you know, it's two different two styles that uh, you know, that I feel can mesh very well. Um, and again, it's, I mean, I love Charlotte; she is my favorite, but I also love Via Ripley. She's become she's a very she's become a very very close second. Like Charlotte is right here, and then Via Ripley is right there now. Um, So, she has a lot to prove, uh, in my eyes, uh, for being worthy of that spot at WrestleMania. And I do predict that we Ripley will retain the Women's Championship at WrestleMania, the NXT Women's Championship at WrestleMania. And then, coming up, we have the Universal Championship match Goldberg defending against the man replacing Roman Reigns. In this match Braun Strowman that's right Braun Strowman is replacing Roman Reigns for in this Universal Championship match because if you did not tune in to my videos last week where I discussed all this stuff going on with WrestleMania Roman Reigns voluntarily dropped out of WrestleMania because of the health concerns with the coronavirus because he does have a compromised immune system with his history of leukemia and he is more vulnerable to um, becoming infected with the coronavirus and potentially passing it on to other people. So, you know, Roman did the right thing and the smart thing, and pulled out of WrestleMania so that you know the risk, the potential risk, will be lessened. And you know, Rod is has been the man tasked to get the job done with that. Now, I mean, it's it's not going to be a you know. 60 minute, you know, 8 eight star classic at the Tokyo Dome kind of match. But I feel like it is still going to be a very good match, you know, it has the potential. I mean, Goldberg, and for all the jokes that people make about Goldberg, he's, he's had some exciting matches and Braun Strowman, he can have some great matches as well. Uh, but with this match in particular, I feel like it's going to go similar to what Brock Lesnar and Goldberg did at WrestleMania 33. A few years ago when they had their their universal championship match i feel like it's going to be something similar to that uh the only difference is that this time i predict goldberg retaining the universal championship uh and unless they want to swerve us and braun Strowman walks out new universal champion you know anything can happen you know who knows uh, but as of right now my prediction is for brock lesnar to retain sorry goldberg to retain the championship sorry i was jumping ahead of myself right there uh I mean it is almost 2 30 in the morning that I'm recording this um uh but yes yeah, speaking of Brock Lesnar uh the last match that I have on the list is WWE Championship Brock Lesnar defending against Drew McIntyre now this is another match that has a lot of potential a lot of hype and a lot of build-up good job of build-up especially from Paul Heyman's part of this um and you know Drew McIntyre has a lot to prove well not really too much of it mean he's, he's paid his dues he's pay- he's more than paid his dues we already know that um um and you know especially having that dominant performance at the Royal Rumble and being the one to eliminate Brock Lesnar in this match and then getting the upper hand on Brock Lesnar so much in the recent weeks over the last let's see, 2 months now you know the the, the the attention is all on him and he has the hype and the momentum behind him to come out victorious in this match but um, you know, I mentioned a little while ago about the coronavirus and the concerns of that. Like I feel like because taking into consideration the situation with the virus and you know whatever whatever long term plans WWE has going forward, because they already cancelled like all the live events going forward for at least the next two months. Um, so as of right now I'm predicting that Brock Lesnar is going to retain the WWE championship. And I know not a lot of fans do not like that idea. They're tired of him being a part-time champion, never showing up and blah 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 blah. I've heard it all. But that's my prediction as of this moment. Because like I said, you know, take when you take into consideration the realities of, of, of what's going on in the world right now, I feel like that might be their only option. But I don't know. You know, I'm just a fan commenting on what I think it's going to see. That's all, you know. But I do still think it's going to be a good match, and on honestly, I think you know the matches themselves. When you look at the card, it has the potential to be a very good WrestleMania. It's just you know with the lack of fans in attendance, it's it's going to be interesting, you know, to, to see how this goes. But hey, I'll be there, you know. Well, I'll be home <laughs> watching uh, on April fourth and on April fifth. Um, and I guess we'll all see how things go, so um, and that's going to do it for this episode of the Minitized Podcast I hope you enjoyed listening to what I had to say, watching me say it, and, and if you didn't enjoy it, please give me a thumbs up anyway, because yeah, I need all the love I can get uh, and um, tune in next week because I'll have my recap of Wrestlemania, as well as Raw and Smackdown, you know, whatever happens on there, as I usually do for the pay-per-views and in the meantime, please check out the uh, previous stuff that I have on the Meditimes Podcast channel. With my retro film reviews, my classic wrestling babe reviews, my worst to best videos, and um, my other film reviews, my other regular podcasts. All again, all right here on the channel, the Meditimes Podcast. You can subscribe to on Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Breaker, right here on YouTube, wherever you can find the podcast. Um, I'm working on trying to get it to as many platforms as I possibly can, you know, so I can take over the world. <laughs> um, but yeah, and follow me on Twitter at iFozitude, follow me on Instagram at, Vero at Uh My DMs are open on all three if y'all want to chat with me about it, whatever. Um, support the podcast, donating to my Hall of Justice on Patreon for just one dollar a month. One dollar, only one dollar not gonna break the bank it's one dollar it's the you know it's just barely more than a than a pack of gum um and also check out the meditized podcast store for a lot of the t-shirts that i have on there and they also have stickers and wall art and the tote bags and magnets and pins and pillows and notebooks and uh whatever else you know that I have on there the links to both to my Patreon and the podcast store will be in the description below. And, uh, and if you have any ideas for potential T-shirt designs for that can use in my store, you know, don't be afraid to share them with me. You know, share your ideas with me, or if you want to, or if you want to even create a design for me, you know, I appreciate that as well. You know, and I'll be sure to give you full credit if I use them because I am not a dick where I take credit for other people's works. I make sure that everybody knows that you know, the work does not come from me, it is from another source. Because um, you know, as, as a, from one artist to another, you know, we gotta help each other out. Uh, and, and again, thank you all so much for tuning in, for subscribing, for watching, for listening. I love and appreciate every single one of you do. I truly, genuinely do, right here, in my heart. And I hope you all uh, enjoy your weekend and are staying safe and healthy. And taking care of yourselves, taking care of your loved ones, you know with your children, your parents, your grandparents um, your pets as well You're keeping busy during these crazy times that we're living in right now Um, with uh, You know just Keep busy and and also shout out to all the medical professionals out there the doctors and nurses and uh, other medical People out there doing the hard work, you know, you are loved and appreciated. That's a medical assistant myself. Love and appreciate every single one of you. Um, And this has been the Manitized Podcast. I am Julian, and I will see you all next time. Bye bye.